Hey everyone, I'm Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Um, hi, we're here. We are here. It's ungodly cold outside. Did you walk here? So Yes, I did. Did you almost die from the wind? I did. I did. It was cutting my face. Well, I lived in Chicago for three years, so mm. I'm kind of used to it, but I needed my... It's Boston's actually like more windy than Chicago, I'd say. That's weird. I know. The windy city. There's a whole thing about it, but yeah. Okay, um, so I had a fun day. I know. I went to the East End house this morning and helped wrap to Christmas presents. Ooh. So families get to come in, um, and they choose from gifts that people have donated. So like, uh, there's tables for each age group, each age group, and you can pick a like whatever child's age you have. You can pick out a gift for them, and then there's stocking stuffers. You can pick out a game or a puzzle for your family, and you can pick out a book for each one of your kids. And then everyone just wraps everything, and it was kind of mayhem. I feel like I'm a good gift wrapper. I'm horrible. I'm telling you, I, the today I was like sweating because everyone's watching you, Oof, right? And you have yeah. to do it fast and you don't have a lot of room. And like somebody gave me a ball and I was like, come on, you guys. Come on. It was like being on a reality TV show where you're like trying to gift wrap your way into oh, like the yeah, million dollars. Yeah. I did all right though. I did all right. You did it. So um, I also got to deliver christmas gifts to the kennedy longfellow on monday that That's were great. donated by pega systems over in um east cambridge they adopt families at the kennedy longfellow and i just get to do the really easy part which is i help drive the truck so easy so easy but you like it's the best but part also the best part because yeah. you just show up with all these presents and everyone's like oh my god what you did? <laughs> and i'm like i just only drove the truck <laughs> so that was fun um so what do you end up to mm, what have i been up to not much i I've not been as good as you as I should be wrapping presents for people, but I have not. I've uh, This whole thing is just actually just to shame you. Yeah, I know. It's like a public shaming of what you've been you doing. You know, I think Christmas is always a little bit hard for me. I think it's just, it's, I don't know what it is. I think growing up, it was always, I know we're all getting, I'm getting deep here, but um, I, I think we, what my family my brother and I always wanted trees and we wanted Christmas presents and we wanted all these things. And my parents were like, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. I just, I feel, I'm so glad that um, there are these opportunities for, for young kids to, for, for, for you, what you're doing. I should probably, I think I was thinking about volunteering on Christmas day and doing something. Um, well, next year let's wrap presents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just wear extra deodorant. It was, I was really sweating. It was like, you but, know, <laughs> I have a funny story just to lighten the mood. My first present. Oh, good. I'm uh, glad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's like, what is, where is this coming from? <laughs> um, I remember getting one of my first presents at school and they had someone like come in as Santa. I, they wouldn't allow that oh, anymore. Oh, right. Which school were you at? Like the Fitzgerald, now the Peabody. Anyway. Oh, you know <laughs> that that just ended like really recently. <laughs> when I was in the like, mayor's oh. office, it was still happening and oh. it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I remember, mm -hmm. but I... I remember sitting on Santa's lap. And Which it, also is weird. It's very weird, but I have this <laughs> weird memory of it. And like, I, it was like, which present do you want? And there are all these presents. I was like, I want this. And it was a, it was a book. And I, I still have that book. What was and it? And it's uh, The Dozen Dizzy Dogs. Oh. And the, I don't think another, I've heard of that one. Another book. It's called The Mouse Who Wanted to Marry. <laughs> That's where my obsession with love started, I think. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. <laughs> anyway, I loved getting those two books, and I still have them. Oh, that is a good story. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and I give, I feel like when I give presents, I do, I feel like I give a lot of 
books because it's I feel like it's, it's like that it's like that feeling you get right from getting the get book it, right, right right you know what's great about books and I'm a big book gift giver and people are always like oh thank you <laughs> right but like totally totally but like and I also feel that way when I get a book I'm like oh a book but then like you're then you're reading it right right it's just a gift that keeps on giving it exactly and then you can give it to someone else and say I loved this book exactly please read it exactly so anyways we just went down a rabbit hole. Deep, but deep, deep. We have a lot of stuff to fill you in about. Yeah. So, okay. So we were not here last week and there has been a lot happening. So we apologize. But um, we had a city council meeting on Monday night. And one of the big items on the agenda, as we've been talking about here um, for the past 150 months, is the Cambridge Side Galleria rezoning, um, which was finally up for a city council vote on Monday night. Um, if, As you remember, the Cambridge Side Galleria is was looking to add um, roughly 600,000 square feet of new um, commercial and residential space over on their space on um, First Street um, because the malls are kind of dying. Yep. And they're trying to take the sort of the mall and put it out onto First Street and revitalize uh, First Street and then provide sort of a better um, access from the neighborhood into the canal. And so there is going to be some housing. We fought for some additional uh, affordable housing. So 65% of the... Um, the housing, the residential housing, is going to be either affordable or middle income, and there's going to be a lot of three bedrooms uh, in the new residential building there, which is great because we just don't have a lot of three bedrooms for folks. No, um, it's one of the biggest things that you and I have talked about over the last two years. We work with so many families that are looking for three bedrooms or have Section Eight vouchers or, um, you know, just can't afford market rate and have been on a list for a long time. And I, I was actually looking at the number of three bedrooms in the inclusionary. It's like, it's like double yeah, digits. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a couple, you know, Finch over on Concord is coming up. But this will be uh, significant. It's, it's like 110 um, affordable and middle income units. So it was a pretty um, long ranging conversation. And I think all of us really felt like, you know, we all very much expressed that this process is deeply flawed. Um, the way that rezonings happen and yeah. the community benefits that come out of it. then the, That negotiation, it all feels icky. It's, yeah. So it's, I, you know, it's like making the sausage. Right. And I think there was some expression by the city council on Monday night, like we don't want to make that sausage that way mm -mm, anymore. Mm -mm. And so I guess for me and for, I think a lot of people were trying to figure out, okay, so how do we make the sausage in the future that feels more equitable, feels like a less icky process. And that people feel more comfortable with, um, you know, so there, it was a tough vote, um, six, to, six three, to three. Yeah. And I think walking in Monday night, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. So anyway, that did pass. Um, and so that uh, process will start happening soon. Um, it but still it, has to go through a special permit It still permit has to go through process. a special permit process. And it will be, I mean, it, it'll be a decade long Yeah, eight process. to 10 years of construction. So, yep. so anyway, that, um, that happened. Yeah, so that happened that we also had... We approved about 250k for the O'Connell Branch Library, and all of it will go uh, to staffing. And this is a result of a few weeks prior, uh, we heard from teachers and staff, community librarians, every everyone. We heard from a lot of people in the neighborhood who expressed um, the the desire to have uh, more hours and more staff at the library. Yeah. So the O'Connell Branch was open longer and more yep. days because the Fountain, um, Yeah. 
the Valenti Great branch Brenner. was under construction for four years. And so now, you know, everyone's like, it's my neighborhood library. <laughs> we are used to it. They're used to it. And a lot of parents came and said, you know, we come, you know, we go after school. I want to pick up my child from after school and we go and pick out a book. So it was really nice to see the city manager. I think we were all like, this is such a good holiday yeah. gift. Present, yeah. um, but it is all going to full-time staffing, which I think some of the librarians were concerned that um, it would just be kind of piecemeal together. So that was... That was exciting. Um, one of the other things we talked about, the city manager um, came back um, talking about an allocation of $1 million to reconstruct um, Elm Street, which is if you're coming from Union Square and you're going down Webster Avenue towards Cambridge Street, Elm Street hooks off to the right and actually provides a direct route to um, Hampshire Street, which is the way that a lot of people, if you're mm-hmm. cycling, is how you're getting to Kendall Square. So right now, um, if you're coming from Union Square, there's a protected bike lane down Webster Avenue until you hit the Cambridge City Line, and then it stops. Um, and the Traffic and Parking Department has told us pretty straight up that they're not going to add the, I keep saying one quarter of one <laughs> mile. Um, it's 365 feet, and they're not going to add protected bike infrastructure right. because of the auto body shop and the tow mm-hmm. truck across the street, tow yard across the street that the use down there is just not conducive to safe or yeah. bikeling bikeling <laughs> cycling um so their idea is to um work on elm street because right now i mean if you bike down elm street there's like right tons of um imperfections in the actual streetscape so reconstructing the streetscape widening or making the sidewalks ada com- compliant and uh, putting more trees in and also um putting in those raised platforms to slow traffic down. So that will be a, a million dollars. Uh, and it looked like they were, um, it's not going to be a super quick process, uh, but it, it is going to be quicker than I think most things happen. <laughs> right. Um, but right now they're trying to figure out, should they put like a two-way cycle track um, down there so that you can go both ways on Elm Street because Elm Street is a one-way. So I was a little concerned that... Um, you know, if you're a cyclist and you're going, you really want to get to Hampshire Street, you're going to go down Webster Avenue. Exactly. Even if it means you're going to be outside of a protected bike infrastructure for 365 feet and then crossing onto mm-hmm. Columbia, then then you're really unprotected. So I, my big concern was, like, you have to make it, like, awesome to get people to go against their, like, it's like water. Like, right. people will flow in the way that's, like, the quickest. So, you know, I was like, is a million dollars really enough. enough to do what, like, is necessary to keep people safe? So that was kind of a long conversation. And um, much like any of this, you know, the bike lane conversations, they um, – a lot to talk about. Okay. So. What else happened? So we talked about um, the real estate transfer tax. We did. Yes. And so Boston just passed their home rule, uh, which is um, – all residential and commercial over two million would be tasked as two uh, percent, and would be used to build or preserve affordable housing. So, this is a, something that uh, the council had requested uh, back in I think January to do a home rule, uh, so that we can start the discussion. But that didn't happen. And so we is a second request by a few of us to say, look, let's because there's so much momentum, Brookline, exactly. yeah. other cities. This is Somerville. You know, we should not be. Um, the outlier here of not being involved. And so we uh, really want our city to start looking at that. In Boston, they're estimating 200 per year. 200 million. million per year yeah. for affordable housing. And so this is something the Tenant Displacement Task Force report, which is out, by the way, it's on the website, on uh, the mayor's website, uh, and discuss 
briefly as a, something that legislatively would have a big impact on the affordable housing production in 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 our city and uh, it all goes back to we we do need more supply affordable supply in particular and so the if the, we have a way of looking at transactions and charging these i think i think nominal fees uh that are over a certain amount and we would have certain exemptions of course and uh, I think this would it would go a long way for our affordable housing trust. A hundred percent, and um, I think Mayor McGovern said even if we just did the commercial um, sales, it would still be huge money for affordable housing. So um, more to come on that, but I think it's like you said, the the momentum is there, and we shouldn't miss out on this opportunity. So I look forward next term to uh, for us to to have that home rule, so we can actually dig the details and pass the petition yeah and yeah. like lydia edwards is out there loud and proud right. on boston i was like go. yes yes, yes we thank need to you do that. thank you um one of the other things that we talked about was um transit bus passes for cambridge and latin students um we had asked for the city manager to come back this was an initiative that was put forward by the cambridge youth council um for transit equity so at the high school you don't get you, there's no buses for high school students so they have to get themselves there somehow and there are student discounted mbta passes so they can take the bus or they can take the red line um but for our cambridge youth council members they really felt like for transit equity for free for students who are on free and reduced lunch if we offered free bus mm-hmm. passes that that would go a long way so this was the first year that we were doing it and um Actually, 500 of a possible 800. Um, 800 who are eligible have already signed up. So that's um, it's costing about $150,000 a year, which is not a lot of money. Um, and then Vice Mayor Devereaux um, had suggested that we reach out to the charter schools and for Cambridge residents that re- are eligible for free and reduced lunch, make those transit passes available for them as well at no cost. Um, and they told us that... If that were to happen, they are working with the charter schools, and if that were to happen, it's just another additional $31,000. So just another way for us to take a little bit of a weight and a pressure off of our low-income families. Absolutely. Because we're not providing that transportation anymore. Exactly. Like in eighth grade, you take a bus. Like it comes yeah. to your – like practically comes to your house. And then then you're like, sorry. Right. Good, good old white elephant. Yeah, good luck, good luck, good luck. So Monday was also the last meeting of this term, and uh, we said goodbye to Councillor Kelly and Vice Mayor Devereaux. It was, it was, you know, it was, I got emotional. You did get emotional. I, I love to cry. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it just, I, I thought about being them and this being a last meeting and those emotions. And so I, it just all came up for me. So Councillor Kelly also told us to have more fun. Uh, and yeah, I know. I was like, oh, it right. didn't even occur to me to have I know, fun. I know, I know. <laughs> we've had, we've, we've, we've had, fun. yeah, we were like, we have each other, but I think, um, you know, it's two years for vice the vice. Uh, sorry, four years for the vice mayor, and then fourteen years yeah. for Councilor Kelly. So, uh, we, you know, we we both wish them the best of luck. I know they'll still be around. <laughs> yeah. So we we all went around and kind of thanked them for their service. And, and yeah, the Mark as well. Oh, that's right, right, the mayor. Because the yes, it was his last meeting. Alrighty. Um, okay, so this week we got um, so that was Monday, and then Tuesday was it Tuesday? Tuesday night, yeah. Yeah, we met with the Cambridge Youth Council. Speaking of them, um, they are working on putting together their agenda, and they wanted to talk to us about how we can help them in their efforts. So one of their projects has been to advocate for lowering lowering the voting age in municipal elections to sixteen. So this has been an issue our students have been 
um, asking for for a long, long time. And Sambal, you actually um, shared with them that you led the effort um, when you were on and founded the Cambridge Youth Council, which was then called the, the Youth Involvement Subcommittee. Oh, Y-I-S. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in 2002, uh, then Vice Mayor Davis sponsored the home rule that would have given the right to vote to 17-year-olds in municipal elections. Uh, we were not successful then, but um, there seems, seems to be more momentum now, and our students are ready to start and are excited to start this again. So they're joining an effort across the state called Vote 16MA to work on the issue. And turns out in towns like Brookline, Northampton, Shelbourne, and a few others afforded formal petition uh, legislation onto the legislature to lower the voting age to 16. Yeah, and so there there was an act before the legislature, um, a statewide initiative called the Empower Act that would call for this to be a statewide initiative, so 16 statewide. This legislation was sponsored by Andy Vargas, Rep. Andy Vargas, who I now love because he also pushed for and got statewide breakfast after the bell, which is my totally my favorite thing ever if you follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, the Empower Act was supposed to have been heard in early November by the Joint Committee on Elections, um, along with our home rule about early voting, but it was pulled from the agenda at the last minute and the legislative session per- is over for this year. So we don't really know when or if this will be taken up um, statewide anytime soon. So it's important to be working on it here in the city. So our law department has the language and we're looking forward uh, and hope to have language for us to forward to the legislature early next year. Yeah. So um, I think you were appropriately like, look, guys, <laughs> Yeah. this was a heartbreak for me. I think you were mentioning that you went and testified at the state house at that time and yeah, that's kind of what led me to want to even be on, and run for office and be a city councilor. I think I remember my, I remember the moment where I went to city hall and testified on that oh. policy order, and then uh, years later was at the state. Yeah, you know, th- there was multiple efforts, and so it, I think yes, it didn't wasn't successful, but sometimes that process and being part of that process is very important, and you learn a lot from that. So I said to them, it's to the, we said to them, the youth uh, on Tuesday. It's really up to you if you want to, you know, want to do this, go for it. Um, we'll support you. So, yeah, and they have some other initiatives too. It's not yeah. this is the only this, thing that yeah. they'll be working on. Okay, so there, the big story this week in Cambridge, Massachusetts, is one of our school committee members has resigned, um, effective immediately. She was not Emily Dexter was not at the meeting on Tuesday night, the last meeting of the school committee, um, which means that she will not um, be at inauguration on. January 6th. January 6th. And so there has been a lot of conversation in the community. People keep asking me, is there going to be a special election or how does this work? And basically, if I understand it correctly, the election commission reruns the election numbers as if she didn't run. And um, then the person that becomes the sixth member is David Weinstein. Yeah. Who has? I think this was his third time running um, for for the school committee. He's a Grandma Parks parent. Um, super, super nice guy. I've met him a bunch of times. His wife is a pediatrician at Cambridge mm. Health Alliance. Um, Don. So um, I actually that has not been finalized, and no one has really said that. But Robert Winters, who does the whole like a lot of the election numbers and statistics, ran who would replace all of us. Um, yeah. If we, if we, if any of us resign, so that was really interesting. Adrian Musgrave would um, take my spot and if, mine and yours. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I know. <laughs> so yeah. So everybody has a person that um, would take their spot. So I, f- I actually found that really fascinating with the proportional representation. Um, 
He has a lot of things on there. So it's Civic... Um, Cambridge Civic Journal. Cambridge Civic Journal. He does a lot of different analyses. Uh, so that's the process. As we know, we haven't... I haven't seen anything official. No, that's what I mean. So, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, so, and I don't know if... I don't know if people watched the school committee meeting uh, last Tuesday night um, and watched the f- almost four hours of public mm-hmm. testimony. The students coming forward and talking about... Um, what they've experienced in our in our schools, microaggressions, racism, it's clear, I think, to all of us that we have a lot of work to do and um, that this work is going to need to be the focus of yeah. the next term yeah. for both the, the city council and the school Absolutely. Committee. There's so much to say, and uh, I, think there, I think we will have more things to say in the new year about what's happened and the process and, and how to move how forward. How to move forward. Yeah. yeah. And to support our students and what they need. Exactly. And then tonight, um, we have a meeting in f- 5.30. I can't believe we still have meetings. Are you on this committee? I'm not, but I'm coming. Are you coming? It's okay, a, yeah. It's an issue I'm concerned about. Yeah, so it's the Neighborhood and Long-Term Planning Committee. and uh, So it's about the Cambridge Carnival. So as many people know, the Carnival was canceled this year for the first time ever due to credible threats of violence. Uh, but the cancellation was really hard on the Afro-Caribbean uh, community as it's a very beloved event uh, in Cambridge each year. So this meeting is to discuss moving forward and ensuring that another cancellation doesn't happen. Yeah, so I'm really interested in, um, I know this was a very um, difficult topic. Mm-hmm. When it came up in September, and um, the, you know it was very heated and a lot of emotions, a lot of passion. And so I'm curious actually tonight to see like what work is going to be going forward. Yeah. While, while cooler heads are prevailing. Exactly. Right? Like planning, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, so that is tonight at 5.30. If you are listening to this and you can make it, it's at uh, it's in the Sullivan Chamber. Um, <clears throat> we have another upcoming meeting that people should mark their calendars for if you're interested. The Tobin Montessori and the Vaseline Upper School um, renovation. I don't know if people remember, but in uh, last month, there was a community meeting at Tobin where three designs were presented to the community. And um, I think the community was a little blindsided by the fact that you know we were going to be making a decision on one of those in January and we're moving forward and I think the community needed a little bit more process they wanted to you know comment and and really get their feelings uh, across around the the size of the building the the open space and losing one of the two of the fields really um, and a basketball court and sort of you know some of the other neighborhood issues so the city has um scheduled another meeting another community meeting it's going to be on january 16th at 5 30. Um, we will provide more information in the new year about where and like when that's going to be but the public comment period which was supposed to be closed at the end of november is now extended again um, into the new year so if you have comments please email them to kate riley k R-I-L-E-Y at CambridgeMA.gov. Uh, I think, you know, the more they hear from the neighborhood and the community, and, you know, and aggregate those concerns, I think it would be very helpful for the architects and for the city staff to really fully understand um, what people's concerns are. So that is happening, like I said, on January 16th. So mark your calendars. So something that we did last week, which was fun, was uh, we were at the... I p- like how you're like, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> this other thing that happened was really, really fun, oh and we went, and it was so fun. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, so there was a uh, participatory budgeting. Uh, the 
the revealing ceremony. And so the big gender reveal. <laughs> Have you seen those oh, on Twitter? So stupid. Why are oh people doing God. that? People are so weird. <laughs> this was more fun than a gender reveal. 100%. So <laughs> we learned where the uh, money was going to be going and we will be closing the tree canopy. We're going to be adding water bottle filling filling stations in the squares there's going to be laundry for CRLS students awesome that uh, was my favorite remember mine too mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a habitat corner sorry you just <laughs> <laughs> let's try it again habitat corridor there you go um, there's going to be a pedestrian controlled crosswalk crossings <laughs> <laughs> woo uh, we're going to extend Wi-Fi. there's going to be a new public toilet yes and then finally, there's going to be more big belly trash cans instead of the open top, open side ones. Like I, like weirdly excited. You're about so that. excited. You love that. I love you those. Talk about those all the I time. I do. <laughs> They're very good. They're very good. They're really good. Like those those ones that just have the barrel inside. Oh, like canceled. You know what? It, it's like I have OCD. I know you do. Yeah, and like yeah, I have yeah. a cleaning OCD, so totally. like it drives me like berserk. No, I think they're the. We need more. Definitely, they're so they're really expensive. They're very expensive, mm-hmm. but it's a good investment. Yeah. So the entire participatory budgeting budget was supposed to be one million dollars, but it was one point one two five million dollars yeah. because um, the city manager and like all the delegates, they like really wanted. It's such a great process. And... I know everyone was so happy, and we got to like hold up which ones won. Yeah. And I got to hold up the laundry. Yeah. And I was, like so excited. That was really great. Mine was like it was. I was like. Oh, Oh, I, I, I was just, it could have been more. I sh- I sh- Were you like, Habitat Habitat Corridor. I was like, what is that? Anyway, uh, there's a lot of events coming up. Yeah, so it's Christmas is next week. So um, there's a bunch of events happening this weekend. Um, the Cambridge Arts Holiday Arts Market. Um, so there's Cambridge Arts is holding a holiday art market this week at the Harvard Square kiosk. Um, and that's, you know, December 17th through the 22nd. So this week, end of this week and weekend, the markets produced by the Arts Council's Creative Marketplace Program offer paintings, prints, pillows, chocolate, knitted wear, soaps, and ceramics made by Cambridge artists. Fun. Fun. And then tomorrow night at the Middle East, I was actually at the Middle East last night briefly for their holiday party. Oh, that's right. I couldn't get there because um, I had two holiday parties to go oh, to. Oh, popular. I know. Whose were they? I had my food for free employee, like, party which was at aeronaut which was really fun nice and then uh, a better cambridge had their holiday oh, party I last s- night too. oh i forgot about that you should have texted me see that's why i went to that one you went to oh, the middle yeah, east yeah so the middle we east. the same uh but tomorrow night there's a hip-hop reggae r&b of concert ish dance party that starts at 10 p.m it's eight dollars it's called Rewind. It is called Rewind. Like, that sounds amazing to me. I would go to You're that. Go. I would spend $8 and do throwback hip-hop, reggae, R&B. I have no energy to I dance. mean, if I could go out at 10 o'clock. Why isn't it at 6 o'clock? It should be at 6. 10 like, is seriously, PSA to, like, Sonia, do a 6 o'clock dance party on Friday nights. You would get every, like, 40-year-old person in this whole city and to go. And me. Yeah. And you. Yeah. For I mean, sure. I would go out at six o'clock and dance. I am not going out at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock is just that's that's unheard. That's, that's canceled. Just no way. <laughs> but all, for all of you that can, you should definitely yeah, go. Yeah, definitely. All right. Also, this weekend, Craftwoods. Ooh. Yeah. So, Atwoods and Crafts, two of my favorites. So, um, they are having their first ever arts and crafts showcase featuring art and handmade goods for sale from Atwoods staff, regulars, friends, and musicians. So that's twelve to five. And food and drink are available to order as you shop. 
Ooh, so I, that sounds fun. Yeah, if anybody hasn't been to Atwoods, it is across from the new King Open School um, on Cambridge Street in Wellington, Harrington. And it's yeah. a super fun, locally owned place. I love their fish tacos. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's also the Candle Square Holiday on Ice Show. Ooh. So it's on Saturday and it's free admission all day and there's a free ice show. So join the performers on the ice after the show and skate with the stars. The festivities begin at 11 a.m. with free. Okay, how many times is this thing? It's <laughs> free. 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 It's free. It's free, guys. <laughs> and it uh, starts promptly at two, the skating performance. How much is. is that? It's free. Oh, it's free. <laughs> I'm, I I love high skating. Well, so my, shows, my yeah. husband and my daughter went last week to go to this. Yeah. But it got canceled. Like it got. Oh. Now it's on this day because I guess it was like snowing and raining oh, and stuff yeah. um so they were very are they gonna go <laughs> i don't know yeah but they were very sad Aww. all right so those are all the events but we did want to let you know that there is an opening on the human services commission and i believe did you serve on this i sure did and i believe that the opening is because rachel weinstein mm-hmm. served on it and now she's going to be a school committee member so it is a nine-member commission that works on human service policy issues needs assessments and funding allocations the commission usually meets with the assistant city manager for human services the fabulous ellen Semenov. On the second Thursday of each month from 5.30 to 7.30 at the Citywide Senior Center on Mass Ave in Central Square. So the deadline to apply is January 17th. If you're interested and want more information, you can call our friend Mike Payak uh, at 617-349-6208 or mpayak at cambridgema.gov if you want to send an email. Um, I would say that is a good commission to serve on. Yes, it was a good experience. Definitely. All right, people. We are out. We're out. We're so, out. Because uh, Sumble is like... Falling asleep. Because <laughs> she was at the Middle East so, so late, late last night. <laughs> um, so we are out. We hope that if you are celebrating next week... Um, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, holidays. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Thanks for hanging in with us for this first term. We've really enjoyed doing this podcast and we hope you've enjoyed it as well um thanks to all of our listeners for being here with us and for uh i don't know yeah just being here for us just really being here for <laughs> us we did this other thing that was really fun <laughs> well hey yeah new decade guys oh right new decade two zero two where zero. were you in 2010 uh do you remember no i mean i remember 2000 because like everyone thought like the world was going to explode i remember remember y2k oh my god and like the computers were just like all gonna fritz out it was fine it was fine it was fine happened do you love that we didn't even talk about the fact that our president has been oh impeached oh yeah oh that was good news anyway lots going on so much happening in the country but yeah we we love you we love you we hope you that you have a really happy holiday we will look forward to doing women are here um in 2020 and in 2020 all right everybody bye